One of the greatest obstacles to crafting health and wellness is identifying and controlling inflammation. It's at the core of all complex and chronic diseases, and it's the driving mechanism that underlies the most common symptoms that people like you struggle to overcome. Join us as we explore cutting-edge science and research to give you the information and tools you need to create the quality of life you want and deserve. And now, here is the host of Inflammation Nation, Dr. Stephen Noseworthy. Hey there, we're back with a, a new section or segment, let's call it, in the Inflama Inflammation Nation podcast. And we're going to have to spend a handful of episodes talking about uh, what I have referred to as finding your personal food code or discovering your ideal diet. I've actually used both of those terms in communicating with my one-on-one -on -one functional medicine coaching clients over, I don't know, the last 10 or 15 years or so. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a great topic just for a couple of reasons. Number one is that nutrition is quite often a cause, not always the cause, but a cause of a lot of the symptoms and the suffering that people have. And once they get their diet sorted out, it's a lot easier to do uh, other things with uh, herbal compounds or other healthcare strategies and approaches that people are entertaining. Um, but also because when you get out there in the internet, and again, I sometimes poke fun at podcasters, and yet now I have become one myself, but whether you're listening to a podcast or reading a blog article or consuming stuff on social media, there's just so many different voices and so many different opinions. And what I would like to do is try to cut through some of that and give you information that's not just based on, uh, say, current nutritional science, but is based on uh, practical application in real-world clinical settings, dealing with real people with inflammatory disorders, most of whom have some variety of autoimmune issue chronic infections, gut issues, and 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 so the list goes on. Um, and so what I want to do is kind of start with a couple of general and, and big picture ideas. And one is that um, there is really no one-size-fits-all dietary approach. And, and it's very easy to uh, for someone to write a book, say, and I have not yet done that, um, but to kind of create a book and, and write it about some aspect of nutrition and wellness and, and for it to come off as, well, this is the way it should be for everybody. And believe it or not, there are dietitians, nutritionists, and functional medicine, alternative integrative practitioners out there that do buy into this one-size-fits-all model when it comes to diet. And, and I just don't think that that's a good way to practice clinically. And if you are struggling with some kind of inflammatory problem, uh, then you can't look at it that way either. In fact, just even the concept of finding your own personal food code or discovering your ideal diet kind of implies that there, there is some degree of personalization that needs to happen. And that's probably the best way to think about it in the sense that there are maybe some general rules that will apply to everybody. Uh, but beyond a certain point, um, being able to use diet as something that you control and you can manipulate, if you will, to your own benefit, uh, that has to be personalized uh, because you and your health challenges are not the same as everyone else's. While we might have similar potential inflammatory triggers for uh, inflammation and disease related to that, um, 
your expression and your experience of those are going to be different. And your experience with certain foods or food combinations are going to be different as well. And your biochemistry is unique and, and you should treat yourself that way. Your doctor should be treating you that way and so on and so on. Um, so what I've done in the past, like when I have either written articles or just had conversations with coaching clients, I've I like to use analogies and stories. And so probably one of the best analogies that I came up with, at least in my mind, uh, you know, we, I guess we all appreciate our own creativity and genius. Um, but one of the ways that I've explained it that really kind of stuck for me and seemed to work with most of the people that I was talking to is thinking about a, a lock with a combination. We all know what combination locks are and the lock will only open when you have the right digit or the right number in the right place and in the right sequence. Now the sequencing might not matter. So maybe that part of the analogy or the metaphor doesn't really translate. But the bottom line is, is that when you start to look at the food that you eat, and that's not even getting into how you eat, why you eat and all this kind of stuff. But when you start to look at the foods that you eat, there are certain subcomponents of your dietary strategy that if you don't have them in place, and some things are more important to get in place first compared to others, if you don't have them in place, then you're not going to be optimizing your diet. And I don't mean eating an optimal diet in the sense of conforming to some set of rules that some nutritional guru may have offered, um, but optimizing your diet in the sense that there is likely a, a way to set up your dietary intake and how you eat and why you eat and all those different things that is going to give you the best chance of controlling your inflammatory state and um, and being as healthy as you can, either by creating health and wellness where you don't have it or by maintaining it once you achieve a, a level that you're happy with. So before I get off into all the different details and probably what I'll end up doing is breaking each of these things down into different categories um, so we can deal with each one in a little bit more detail. I'm going to try to keep all of these podcasts between that 10 and 15 minute uh, time frame. And I, and I, <laughs> I know I tend to go over just because I'm so used to literally talking for hours on end when I teach weekend seminars. But nevertheless, we'll try to comb things down. So what, like if we were to think of it in terms of a combination lock, what are the digits or the positions that we're looking to put the right digits into? So first thing would be quantity, quite literally how much you eat. And I did deal with this issue in one of the earlier episodes. So you can go back and, and find that, or we'll just kind of cover the same basic stuff today. So getting getting the quantity right is actually an important part, just simply because of the implications of either over consuming or under consuming calories on a consistent basis and what that does to your physiology, not just in, in the sense of uh, say dysregulating things like energy sources or uh, your fuel status or blood sugar control, but also in how changes and in instability within your fuel status and, and the continuity of that, that can lead you into inflammatory events and inflammatory states. So that's getting quantity right is actually very important. Um, the next digit or part of the combination would be what you eat. And that's a big topic. Each one could probably be its own section. So we'll, we'll hit the highlights. But what you eat, what I lump into that would be like your macronutrient profile. What's the balance of protein, carbs, and fat? But also dealing with um, content and quality. And, and by content, I mean, you know, do you go paleo or do you eat a Mediterranean diet? Are you going to go carnivore or are you going to swing towards the vegan side of the fence? Um, and there's a lot of different options. You know, it used to be 
that the diet was pretty uniform across, you know, you had meat and vegetables and something green and you ate three square meals a day. And to be honest, that worked for humanity for a very long period of time. And obviously not everybody was able to accomplish all of those things. But what you eat in terms of your macronutrient profile, the content and the quality, um, those are questions we need to talk about and try to come up with some reasonable answers and guidelines on. Then the next digit in the combination has to do with uh, chronology or chronometry. And I am using, I'm trying to do this alliteration thing and it doesn't always work. Um, but this comes down to when you eat, like how do you eat three squares a day or do we follow advice that came out of the 1980s and nineties, which is everyone should be eating five small meals and snacks per day. And now there's this massive contingent of people that are promoting um, even extreme versions of intermittent fasting where you might have a two-hour window and you eat as much as you can within two hours, uh, or they might call it OMAD, one meal a day. So what's, you know, what's best? Is it five to six uh, small meals or snacks spaced evenly throughout the day, or is it eating one meal and trying to get all of your calories in there? Or maybe there's a balance somewhere in between that's right for you. So that's chronology. Um, then there's your motivation. Like, why do you eat? And just to hit some high points, uh, one of the biggest things is that, especially for people who are in the inflammation nation, and they're not they're not healthy and they're trying to get that way, they, they get stuck in this um, eating for uh, flavor, fun, and satisfaction rather than looking at, at your diet predominantly as a fuel source and as a, as a variable to manipulate, I know I keep saying that, but a variable to manipulate to accomplish a goal. There are some cases where I've literally had to have, you know, kind of like a come to Jesus moment with some people and say, listen, you got to quit complaining about not liking the food that you eat. And if, you, if you're not liking the food you eat, it, maybe it's because you're just not creative enough within the certain boundaries that you have to follow to come up with that. And maybe that's a skill set thing. Maybe you, you never learned how to cook or maybe you don't like cooking. At some point, those things become absolutely irrelevant because first and foremost, when you're not well and you're trying to get well, you have to eat for function. You have to eat for fuel and things like flavor and fun and enjoyment come after that. Ideally, you want both. I'm not saying sacrifice one versus the other, but if you are um, trying to follow some guidelines where you're eating first and foremost for fuel and function and you're finding that the flavor and all that kind of stuff is just not there, it's probably a skill set issue. It's either that or just a lack of willingness to branch out beyond what you're used to and explore new things. So we have quantity, we have, say, quality and content, we have chronology, we have why you eat, and then we have how you eat. Uh, eating is a behavior, and we tend to learn that with our parents uh, and I would even go so far as to say that grocery shopping is a, a behavior. And unfortunately, it's a behavior that we learn uh, somewhat subconsciously and passively because grocery stores or let's say food chains spend an awful lot of money in terms of shopping behavior and psychology. And did you ever wonder, this is an aside, but it's a relevant point, And I'll just kind of end on this before I transition into the next topic in the next episode. Do you ever wonder why all grocery stores are laid out almost the exact same way? <laughs> There's a reason for that. It's because they have spent bajillions of dollars trying to figure out the psychology of shopping. And so typically when you walk in, you get assaulted with sound, sight, and smell. 
and they have set up the grocery store to route you around certain directions. In fact, we even know there are studies out there on, on the psychology of grocery shopping that show if you go into a grocery store and turn left and go clockwise around the store and stick to the perimeter rather than going right into say the bakery or the sweets or the fruits and vegetables with all the colors and the aromas if you go left instead of right you're going to save money when you shop i mean that's kind of like the crazy level of psychological manipulation that's happening out there that really has the subconscious impact on our fuel excuse me our fuel and our our feeding behaviors um so that's it just for the introduction i wanted to the paint the big picture And uh, the next time we pick this up in the next episode, I want to spend 10 or 15 minutes talking about why diet matters. Because there are some people out there who just, they just literally don't care about food. And I understand that, uh, in fact, I had had a friend of mine, I'll probably bring this up again in the next episode, had a friend of mine in college who just thought eating was a waste of time. He never enjoyed it. Every time we sat down for a meal, he was done within, I'm going to say, literally three to five minutes. And there was just no, there was no element of enjoyment. Um, Some people just don't really care about food, but when you're sick, you have to. When you're part of that inflammation nation and you're trying to get well, food is important. And how you set up your dietary and fueling strategy for success, it's going to look probably totally different than what you're doing right now, unless you've already made some significant changes, uh, either because you've done a lot of study on your own, or sometimes you discover things uh, simply through trial and error. So stay tuned. Let's keep going on the Inflammation Nation. Thank you so much for listening to the Inflammation Nation. If you found this episode valuable, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Be the first to know when a new episode drops so that you can stay on top of your game. It also helps others like you find the answers they need. And why not head over to my main website, drnoseworthy.com, that's drnoseworthy.com, to explore my personalized functional medicine coaching programs, submit a question to the podcast, maybe take a quiz, or even reach out to me using the contact form that you can find there. We'll see you next time.